You're listening to Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, episode 129. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack a Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 129. Ciento Viente Nueve. <laughs> That's all I got for today. <laughs> Just some giggles. It's appropriate. <laughs> it is appropriate. Oh, I knew that was coming though. I didn't even have to look. I didn't have to look. I knew it was coming. Ready for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Done. Over. <laughs> Done. Just going to type one thing. Oh, it's been a while since we've heard uh, a good yeah. bit about that. So. Yeah, we're looking forward to what CeCe's going to oh, bring to the man. table here. Um, well, welcome back, guys. We're coming to you with a topic on motivation. I probably call it like what motivates you in life. We'll talk about things that you know motivate or inspire us in life, and that's one of the uh, key things with the podcast is to try to bring some motivation and inspiration into you know our own lives and everybody that listens to us. So we think it's going to be a good topic today. What do y'all think, guys? Yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, it's pretty interesting since whenever, since we started this. I've heard a bunch of different stories about motivation, inspiration, things that this uh, podcast has touched different people's lives. And I love hearing those stories. I appreciate that. I also appreciate, um, you know, if you hear a message or you hear something that we talk about that you feel like somebody you know needs to hear, go ahead and just forward that podcast to them. Um, that's greatly appreciated. Yeah, I feel like over the um, several years, we've kind of weaved inspiration and motivation through a lot of our themes and even i go back and read listen to our old episodes that we have you can go onto our list and see today's 129 we have 128 before this that might have something that motivates and inspires so today will be fun to kind of a little time to stop and just focus on that one subject and see where we go with it so much motivation and inspiration cc i go back and giggle and keep laughing that was <laughs> Listening to one this morning and giggling um, while I had uh, some acupuncture done this morning, and they and they came back in. They were like, "You were having fun in here. You were, you were." I'm like, "Yeah." Every time I listen, it gets funnier every time. Yeah, and I think we've also had a lot of guests that's come on as well, and they've also mm-hmm. brought a lot of motivating and inspiring things to the table. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to some of it, I think that would be John brings a good point. Spin back and Craig, same thing. Listen to some of them. But before we hop into today's topic, which is on the the whole of motivation, we're going to throw it over to John, who's got the weekly Would You Rather. What you got, Johnny? Besides something lost on the floor. No, nothing lost on the floor. I was just doing a little preliminary uh, reconnaissance before I asked to see. Um, but my question something is pretty simple. Oh, close, yeah. close. Would you rather socks or no socks? Uh, I'm the only one. I'm the only one wearing no socks. <laughs> He is, I mean, always uh, is in no socks. I'm the only one wearing no socks at the moment. Hmm. Is there any type of time frame on this? Hot dog's wearing I Dream of Genie socks. Dude, I am wearing some fly. <laughs> <laughs> I have no words on these socks, but some fly. 
don't know what this is. Purple. Those are some good looking socks. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Match my shirt. Nice pattern matches the shirt and the, and the pants. Thank you, Greg. You um. So is there a time frame on this? Like we're just stuck the rest of our time. You can never wear socks, and I think we should. We've we've messed this up a lot. <laughs> yeah, is this our we're, general we're choice? To this very generalized question. For the next thirty-six hours. That's pretty easy for me. I'm gonna go no socks. Oh, no socks. Okay. I typically am a sandals guy, twenty-four-seven. If I don't have to wear nice shoes, so usually but do you no have socks. shots tomorrow. What's that? But do you have shots tomorrow? Oh, so I'd be barefoot during shots. <laughs> I know. Needles and blood flying everywhere. Yeah. That could be bad. <laughs> True, I do wear socks and shoes when I run, which I do a lot, and when I have to work, which I do a lot. I probably wear shoes and socks more often. Craig, tomorrow's Friday, man. No shots. Yes, oh, that's true. true. Tomorrow's my that's Friday. It, you're done after today. Sandals. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah, you? I you know I prefer going barefooted. Um, no shoes, no socks. I don't know. Maybe I'll start doing that in my office and see how that goes over. But so far, I've been wearing shoes and socks. Um, I don't know. It's a little slippery whenever you just go the socks on the hardwood floor on the hot different surface. No hot pavement. Tough. No socks, no shoes. And not only that, but the concrete just rips your socks up. I see that with yeah. my kids. They run around out there and it just chews them up, spits them out. So I'm going to go no socks for the next 36 hours. Makes me think of a Kenny Chesney song that would be Matt's theme song. No shoes, no shirt, no problems. There you go. There you go. You know, that brings up another thing. So I've, like I told you all this morning, I was listening to uh, this week's podcast and, you know, I've heard him talk about this before, and I just want to know if there's a correlation about his sock drawer. You know, he talked about, oh, you know, back in the day, Mr. Sock Drawer over here, everything was so organized and all of that. And mm-hmm. then now he's like, I'm free and wild. I run around topless. Was there a correlation with that? I mean, did you have to have a messy sock drawer in order to cut loose and run topless, or is it unrelated? I think you missed did the you whole do point that of the sock drawer. Sock drawer is still organized. <laughs> Oh, it's the <laughs> Many of those about the sock drawer. I have used this analogy a lot, though. Sock drawer is still organized. It's a pretty, pretty awesome way to fold some socks, put up some socks. In any event, no, my life used to be like that, organized perfectly. Now my life is not as organized as sock drawer. It's more a little ad lib, just kind of doing as we see. Minus, you know, got something here in a few minutes, so we got to wrap this up pretty soon. But you got something you got to be at, and it's kind of like sock drawer. You know, everything's where it needs to be. But otherwise, it's a little all over the place. Um, but I'm glad that you now think that my sock drawer is just a free-for-all. In uh, yeah, that's kind of the way you made it lead. And I was like, man, I got to ask him about this. No, I was saying is, life is used that to what be had, like Had to happen? Drawer. He had to cut it loose, mess up his sock drawer, and that's it. I'm shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know, too. I've always been a shirtless go for, for that one okay. as well. I used to wear more cut-off shirts than probably Like where you can show your belly button ring or what? No. Like just under the <laughs> nipple or... Dude, this is like no sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask, what was the motivation like a motivation for that? <laughs> if that was true, I was like, give me some pictures, please, because yeah, this is going to be good post stuff. That on, we'll post post on that Facebook. on the line. <laughs> Speaking of which, I did break out the short shorts the other day. You know, it's, it's now summertime, hot outside. I broke out the good old three-inch running shorts. Alexander wasn't jumping for joy about them, but, you know, I broke them out for, I can't remember if I was running. Did you say three-inch running shorts? Yeah, I'm a little. You never seen my short shorts? The real short shorts. They're like running. Oh, yeah. They're literally like a running. The ones shorts. for running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we've got that all cleared up, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's roll our way into the topic. And I think this is this is something that had come to my mind. And we we've got several topics that we're 
went around and round about and kind of came back to this one. And I think it's pretty cool of what kind of motivates you in life. And you can break that down just in general, your motivations to on a daily basis. And I think for me, I'll kind of start it out is kind of one of the big things that motivates me is to be able to go to bed and look back on my day and be like, man, that was a good day. And not every day is obviously a great day, but to look back and say, kind of did my best with the talents, abilities, et cetera, God gave me. And um, I think that's a motivating thing to, to have the ability, if not, and God gives you the ability to wake up the next day to kind of get that ship turned around if it didn't work out that way. But that's the first thing that kind of came to my mind when I thought about motivation and what motivates me. It's kind of more on a daily basis that would lead to a bigger picture when, you know, Lord calls my number up. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of different things that we can talk about. Um, I think um, one of the big things that motivate me is, you know, my kids, you know, looking out trying to look out for them, look out for their well-being, look out for how they're raised, how they they interact with each other, how they interact with uh, everyone else in society. And it's a, you know, yeah, I keep wanting to say burden, but it's not a burden. It's a great um, responsibility, uh, I guess would be a better word to use for that, to, you know, show them, you know, with my actions and with my uh, individual interactions with people, um, so they would learn by example, um, you know, motivate them in that way. So I think my kids are a huge motivator for me. I think of it in the same terms, like what motivates you daily to live your life and live it to the fullest versus those specific goals and things where you need motivation, you know, like your daily tasks. Um, but kind of in the broader sense, I agree. I'm family is probably my number one motivation. Um, you know, trying to provide a good life for my family, but at the same time, you know, be the person I need to be for my daughters and my wife. Um, that's important to me. Um, and really just, you know, the journey of life. Like I've been times, had times in my life where you just kind of feel like you're in the rut and like how to make this experience of life awesome, you know, and whether that's travel or whether it's creating things, um, those things that make you wake up kind of fired up. Cause you, I feel like you do know, you feel that tug of what makes you, you can say happy or motivated or inspired versus the things that feel like they're anti-motivational. And so um, on a daily basis, I think the overall battery that drives it is, is my family, but it's also trying to to live life to the fullest um, with the gifts God gave me. And, you know, I think that you feeling fulfilled and um, and ultimately doing what I think God wants me to do on this earth is something that I've, I try to dial back into a lot. And I think that's very motivating and inspiring as far as uh, how I approach each day. Yeah, you know, I agree. And I, I think for a lot of us, um, learning new things, learn, having learned new experiences is a big motivation for a lot of people. And you see people who are maybe not as content as they should be because they just kind of stop pushing themselves to grow, to stretch, to have new adventures in life. So I think um, learning a new skill, a new language, a new experience um know go in a different direction than you've been before is something that i think is very beneficial and motivating just for general well-being and happiness i think it's a good point johnny and, and craig and, and you i think both alluded to this on the kid front something that for me on the motivation i would love to have kids one day oh johnny, it's coming buddy wait <laughs> to pray for this and i think so y'all can probably talk along you know something this at a deeper level than i can but something that's always been motivating to me from a work standpoint i am motivated to help others in my field but also to uh, it's motivating to be able to provide for a family one day. That's something mm -hmm. that's uh, very motivating to me and uh, kind of pushes me a little bit harder in my job, day-to-day -day basis of, of being able to provide for family and kids. 
you know, at some point in the future, what about y'all? Can y'all talk about that a little bit in y'all's lives? And, you know, y'all have wife, kids, et cetera, being able to provide. Is it, does any of that bring y'all some motivation in your day-to-day lives? Yeah. Um, I can't say that it's a primary motivator for me, but it's definitely, um, you know, had you asked me this earlier in, on in my career when I was less established, I, I think it would be a, a higher priority, a higher thing for me. Um, you know, now that I'm further down the road, I've been practicing for a while. Um, it, it's a different, I don't know, it's just a different animal. Um, you know, you already have a consistent patient flow. You already have a consistent number of people coming in and out. Um, so it's not like early on days, you know, CC went through that whole process, mm-hmm. um, you know, with his wife. So it's probably a little bit different for him. So yes, you know, whenever things go up and down, that the, it does kind of cross your mind about, um, you know, how things are going financially, what you need to do different, how you can improve. Uh, but I had already, already been pretty well established before I um, added the family on top of all that. How about you, CC? No, yeah, I'm with you on that. Definitely motivated to provide a life for them and a great experience for them. Um, but also when you have kids and you realize, wow, I'm directly responsible for their mm-hmm. outcomes um, and they're going to they don't come out wiping themselves. They don't. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. But they look at you and how you live your life. And that's an example of what they're going to be ultimately um, how they'll live their life. And you've seen uh, maybe friends or people that maybe had a life that you wouldn't necessarily want them to emulate. So I think it gives you an opportunity to be the person that they an example for them and that's motivating because you know you only got one shot at having them under your roof and when they go out on their own everything they do is kind of the outcome of what they witnessed and saw and experienced so you know like steve said earlier you know being there for them teaching them new things having these new experiences um you know in my case i have daughters you know trying to be an example of what a husband should be you know mm-hmm. so that if they find somebody that doesn't fit that mold to some extent um maybe that's something they don't want and not not so much from a a financial perspective, but as it's as a spiritual perspective, caring, loving, that kind of thing. Like, you know, examples you, you set and just trying to be there. So yeah, definitely. High bar, high bar <laughs> set for those ladies. Oh. Well, you know, like I said, there's a couple <laughs> things that are the most important. And um, we are still trying to emulate TCC. Uh, I know. Sure uh, guys. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, I th- another one for me that comes about is, um, I, he loved life is something that I would want on my tombstone, I think, when I pass. I do mm-hmm. love life and experiencing life. So with that being said, I want to live for a while if, you know, only God knows that answer. But to live a long time is pretty motivating to me. So that, mm-hmm. in essence, can motivate me to, you know, we started the intermittent fasting uh, a little a while back. I wouldn't say start, kind of knee-deep in it now. Yeah, man, you have way down the road tracks on that. Dude, I didn't even eat anything till like 11.46 today. It was I like, haven't eaten yet today. Run. I know I'm not on John's level, but I'm trying to get there. Uh Exercise, CC could probably hit up on that a little bit. Um, I, I love to exercise too in general, but I kind of I think it motivates me on things days I don't want to exercise. Is man, well, hey, you only get this one life, and there's a lot of people we you know we pray a lot for the podcast, and we've all know people in our lives going through things, and a lot of them from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and doesn't mean you're gonna live the longest by doing some of these things, but can give you a greater probability. So that's another thing that I find motivating the the want to to get more out of life and and what to do to properly help myself have a better chance to get there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I started having kids later on uh, in life. So it's, um, the kids already run me to half to death. So I'm trying to take better care of myself in order to do that for the younger ones. You know, I've got a nine month old right now and um, I'm hoping I can still do some of the silly stuff that I do, um, you know, whenever 
he's five, ten years down the road, like I'm doing with Matthew right I now. I don't doubt it one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I don't don't want to hurt myself. That's the difference. <laughs> that's that, that's a big difference. So the kids again motivated me, um, you know, in that aspect. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny going on the health front, um, and I, I got to bring my boy Tony Robbins on. <laughs> Would be a, no idea we were going to talk about hey, Tony today. <laughs> if you want some motivation, go to UPW with Tony. It will get you pumped. And it's funny because he always says, you know, life's not a, I'm not a motivator. I'm not a rah, 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 you can do it kind of guy. You know, it's more of a, you know, why do you do what you do and behave the way you do? And how can you change those thoughts? And a lot of people, you know, myself included, would say motivation is, you know, do you have the energy to do the thing? Like, do you have the drive? And one thing he talks about is really motivation comes down to the internal process. And I'm quoting Tony here um, that, you know, it's a process that incites action for you to move forward to a certain goal. So if you aren't motivated, it may not be that you don't have the energy or drive, but you have the wrong goal attached to that. And so, you know, for some people working out and I have to take myself included, it just, it's just a habit. I like it because it gives me this sort of mental escape. I know there's physical benefits, but I just do it. It's not a, it's not a, a should it's a must and then if you know tony talks about you could you know shooting all over yourself instead of a must like what's your drive like what's your motivation um some people it's easy to go to the gym some people it's like well you know i gotta get up gotta get these clothes i have to go get in the car you make all these excuses and you're really just um there's something internally that's not driving you but if your drive is you know, I want to live an extra 10 to 15 years to experience life with my great-great-grandchildren. Or I want to have the function and mobility to still hike the mountains when I'm 75, 80 and not have the consequences of poor health decisions. Or if it's, um, you know, I want to live longer. And from a medical standpoint, you know, me and Steve see the consequences of those behaviors and actions. So it's easy for us to go, wow, that's what happens if you don't exercise. And unfortunately, it's not something that you discover until it's too late. And so you know, just using exercise as an example, it's like you have to make it your why big and huge. Mm -hmm. So if it's like, well, I need to lose 10 pounds, eh, that's not very motivating. If it's, you know, I want to live long enough to see grandkids and just have this great life and, and not make the last 20 years of my life suck because I'm hurting so bad or I have these medical issues. Um, and not that it's too late if you're there, you can change those things and reverse those things, but that's a big why. You know, and that might make me want to get up and go, um, knowing that that would be the, the result if I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, another good way to look at it, too, being in health. To, I'm just listening to Craig, 75 and 80. I know. In the mountains, you know. Like, oh, man. Um, <laughs> that's another thing I need to be living for. We're going to have here. to get you a spotter if you want to do that at that age. Uh, you're already too wobbly, buddy. You saw some of those amazing videos just a minute ago. Uh, that, that does bring a point, too. Uh, when we were recently in the Highlands, went to dinner with some people and visiting with a guy uh, in – Dwayne's his name and he said he had just like been around his grandkids and he was staying it was motivating that the youth bring uh, a lot of his youthfulness out and wanting to keep up with being younger etc and I thought that was something kind of stuck with me too because even as I'm starting to see a little bit in life you start growing a little bit older and then you start looking back at someone who's like 15 or you know even 25 and I'm like man kid like you know <laughs> yeah. like, be that guy. but you you put yourself around younger people that can bring that can motivate you too at you know, I've heard, you know, the older you get, you still got your mind, you still feel the same, your body just can't do the same, you know, amount of stuff. So when Craig was saying that, that's something that came to my head. I think that can be the people you're around can also motivate you as well. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think just the, <clears throat> the joy of youthfulness, um, is infectious, particularly for people when there's a wide gap in age. And, you know, I've talked about it in past, past podcasts, 
uh, bringing my kids around to nursing homes and other things like mm-hmm. that. You just see the the people with advanced age just gravitate uh, to that, and they're just motivated to try to talk to them, interact with them, hold them, hug them, do all those types of things. And I think that's just a a very common occurrence. Uh, another thing that I was considering is, you know, if you want to motivate somebody else, you know, have you ever thought about trying to motivate somebody else in life or what kind of obstacles can you have whenever you're trying to do that? You know, I know starting off in practice and trying to, you know, interact with staff and do other things. It's, it's very important to realize that not everybody learns or perceives or is motivated Mm -hmm. in the same type of way. You know, some people communicate great and can get a message verbally. Other people, you know, they need to have it written. You know, there's just a lot of different ways. So if you are out there trying to motivate someone else, uh, realize that if you can find out what your target audience, what's the best way they receive information, that's a, a good start in order to, in order to build in that bridge. I was going to say something, too. A lot of people, um, you know, if you're trying to motivate them, they often have these limiting beliefs. I know I've had them before. Beliefs no that doubt. make you feel like you're not good enough. I can't. I'm not an athlete. I can't go run. You know, I'm not a this, I can't. And it's just a belief they've told themselves their whole life, not realizing that, um, you know, it's just sort of changing that blueprint, like changing their beliefs, their goals, you know, making their goals more clear. Like they don't have clear enough goals. Like we go back to like, why? What's your why? Like why? If you make a clear enough why, you'll find a reason. You'll be more resourceful. You'll find the way, the answers to get there. And I try to tell my kids that all the time. It's like, you know, because they've seen it in their own life, right? Like Steve was talking about um, his kids learning Spanish. You may mention that or maybe mention that. But yeah, at first you don't know anything. You learn two words. Then you learn four. Mm-hmm. Then you learn eight. Then you learn 16. You do it long enough. They say, you know, you're completely fluent. Same with the sport or working out, playing guitar. You learn one chord. You learn two. If you do it consistently over time um, and believe that you can do at least one small step, then I think eventually you're playing the whole song. And that's, you know, I think people sometimes need to redirection, ourselves included, myself included, that I'm creating these limiting beliefs, and I know very well that I can change this path if I create a strong enough reason to do it. Yeah, I think y'all both make good points. You know, um, being able to motivate other people, I think it's a gift, John, too. Uh, and I think to motivate, you got to be able to, you know, have some type of expertise in something or a way in which to get that across. And then Craig, I think, makes some good points, too. It, it is easy to feel limited in something. Uh, something that I, we used to do a lot in this podcast was quotes. Uh, and I think I personally can find some motivation through quotes. This is one I have. Recently. <laughs> Here we go. We're going old school. See, Let's they do it. I love it. Old school quotes. I, I, I was reading this in, uh, I'm reading the seven habits of highly effective okay. people. And, uh, which is a great book so far. Anyway, this quote stuck out to me. Things which matter most, which never most must never be at the mercy of things which matter least. And I was like, cause in my mm. life, I, I kind of toggle back and forth with, uh, you know, what am I doing with my time? And, I uh, mean, should I be doing something else? Am I using my gifts and talents to the best of my ability? Love to be in North Carolina. Am I up there too much? Should I not be? And then when you look at that and you go back to what Craig saying earlier, you live one time and, and having that ability to do some of those things, that, that quote kind of stuck out to me a lot, but also in general is a, is a way to toggle to if you do feel limited in something, normally somebody's out there who's probably already walked down the road. You, you may be walking down and you can find limit um, motivation you know, either from them or through something they said, a quote, something like that. So while we are kind of joking around about quotes, I think they have some significance in all our lives or can if we use them properly. Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, all of the stuff that we shared earlier on, 
Um, I think we were using it as more of a crutch than anything else. Needed uh, some help. Needed some help to kind of get the conversation started, which, but it was great. But, you know, all the stuff that we shared um, back then and, you know, this now, I think there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of usefulness in there. Um, so if you motivate one, two, three, five people with that, I think that's awesome. It's funny. You talk about motivation. I just realized I created a folder in my albums called... Tell us, Greg. What's it called so I can find CC's it? Motivation. Motivation. Explosion. Boom. <laughs> Whoa, 60, Craig, look at all why these don't you describe what you're looking at? So what I got is every now and then on social media, I'll come across a, yeah. uh, you know, one of those little cards and have something that kind of inspires me. And, um, and they're awesome. Just little things that, little quotes, little talks. Uh, maybe I can pick one here. Um, you know, Show us what moved you, CC. This is just motivating, just, John. We need to get All you got to do is just... Um, Look, the greatest prison people live in is the fear of what other people think. Like a lot of people are afraid to try because they're afraid mm-hmm. they're they're fearful of this criticism or they're fearful of this uh, label they'll get, and they're creating that. It's your life; you do what you want. Don't worry about the, what their issue mm-hmm. is. I mean, and that's something a lot of us do. We're scared to take chances because we feel like we're under some microscope and we're going to get made fun of or people are going to have an issue with it. Um, so anyway, I, I just think it's. Um, it's pretty cool. Here's another quote. You must master a new way to think before you can master a new way to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's like where you're, um, you know, one thing Tony says is where focus goes, energy flows. So it's kind of like what you focus on, If you ha- that's where your energy is going to go. And if you're spreading your focus too far, you may not have enough energy to focus on the one thing. And um, a lot of people don't concentrate that power. They kind of dabble their way through life, a little this, a little that, never really deciding to master anything. Mm-hmm. So if you really want something, and you do it long enough, you will master it. And then you will achieve that exact thing you didn't think you could accomplish. Now, I've seen that with some buddies of mine. I had a friend who worked at the plants, wanted to get into real estate, you know, and he was just kind of barely making ends meet. Now he's got, you know, literally, you know, made very little money in his little job. He was a consultant and it was just like living, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Now he's got three years later, 240 properties, big mansion on the lake flying around the world taking all the vacations he wants and be like he's lucky no he's not he just figured out this is what i'm gonna do and he read the books and he went to the seminars and he crowned and pat on that one thing mm-hmm. over and over and over and over until he failed and did it again failed it again and eventually you get there and so you, you make a mistake once you'll learn from it and you'll you'll tweak your approach and do it differently next time and over time you just become it's like michael jordan he just took a bunch of shots until he was michael jordan mm-hmm. you know and so I don't know. I, I love that that whole idea that you can be or do whatever you want if you stick and focus on it long enough. No, I agree. And you know, talking about failure, I mean that I think that's a great motivation, great and should be a great tool when used appropriately. Whenever you uh, can look back and learn from your mistakes or learn where you could do things differently, um, certainly, you know, and cheaper or more efficiently in a business aspect. So I think it's a great thing. And going back to the quotes, a lot of times it's a state of mind. You ever in a state where you feel like, man, I'm on top of it. Like you have that energy, that drive, you're in the focus, you do the thing. And then like fast forward a day or two, you have the same issue you want to accomplish, but your, your energy, your mindset, your psychology is not there. Totally different. You're like, where's the guy two days ago (laughs) that was ready to like conquer the world. And now you're just sitting around feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think like having quotes, having a routine to sort of like, recharge like you should have a plan like all right every day i'm going to read these 10 quotes i'm going to do 20 jumping jacks meditate focus whatever that thing is like get acupuncture whatever you're do the routine every day consistently i think you can put yourself in that state of mind that you need to be in to accomplish the thing so if it's working out if it's you know learning how to play a new instrument if it's getting into a new business 
have your routine to start and also have a routine to kind of get yourself back on track if you find yourself slipping. You know, you may have something that sets you back and you're like, oh, what was me? Can't do it. No, do your thing. Get your routine. Read your quotes. Increase your energy state. And uh, I think that'll help pull you on track. I know it's done it for me sometimes. Yeah, you know, I think that happens to a lot of us too from the, the spiritual aspect of it also, you know, where, you know, you just like you were saying, you know, one day you might feel like, you're on top of the world. You're 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 at one with sweet little baby Jesus. Everything's in union. Man, <laughs> watch me go to heaven here so quickly. And then the next day you're you know feeling a little differently. So mm-hmm. I think those those little baby steps that you just have repetitive in your daily routine or a great benchmark, even for the times whenever you're not feeling like doing it, whenever you're not feeling close to the Lord, to keep keep those things in mind. Uh, keep them at the front of your your thoughts, um, to, so you don't get too far off track. Because it's easy to slip, it's easy to fall, um, and it's just good to remember that it, he's always there waiting for you if you do decide to turn it around. And I think for me, it's daily prayer. When I don't have daily prayer, that's when I start slipping. And when I do have daily prayer, I feel like I'm on top of it. And so I think if anything in life, you get that routine, especially with God at the center of it, and uh, you'll be home free. Kind of like the Miracle Morning happenings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys, uh, let's flip it over to what made you hit the gra- gas or pump the brakes. We're going to throw it to the hot dog man of Lake Charles slash North Carolina. Highlands. Man, I'm liking this name better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're splitting time there. So. Yeah, that's right, man. And, and that's uh, fitting for the, for the little segment here. And I'm going to go with hitting the gas. Just came back from North Carolina last night, actually. Expensive gas right now, buddy. Mm-hmm. It is. Flu. Uh, it did drive some, actually, though, but it is expensive. Uh, the gas situation. And hitting the gas because I had been wanting to go there. This is, of all my times, this was the 20th trip in five years. I, was, I calculated that backwards. It's a good run here. That's a good run. Um, and this was only the second time I've been in the, quote-unquote, it's not even really a summer month yet, true summer month, because we went on the big group of six of us. Uh, whenever I agreed to go on the actual treat, best deals ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went, and this was my first time. All my other trips have been either like from September to April. And so I'd never been in this type of year other than when we went and you can get in the water. So I was so excited. I don't think I've been looking forward to a Highland trip more than this trip in a long time. So Alexander and I rolled up there, got in the water, was showing y'all some videos, came back on two feet, even was barefoot in, the wa- in that water. Ooh, nice. Um, Channel Amanda John, weather was really good, minus a couple of days of rain and meeting a lot of people up in the little, you know, tiny house community and around Highlands. So it was a great trip, but it, it was something that, that motivates me too every day. I'm, I'm not going to lie, as soon as I woke up today, I was pretty motivated by the fact to be back in three weeks. I was like, okay, I've only got three <laughs> weeks to go. Uh, so I think, I think that that's something that did make me hit the gas, but also something that motivates me. It's something that I enjoy doing and, and kind of swinging that back full circle. I think motivating things can come through something you enjoy to do in life, and you have something to look forward mm. to. And we've talked about that in the past. So finding something to look forward to or, you know, uh, look ahead at can definitely be motivating on the day-to-day basis. All right, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you do have anything or tips for us on what motivates you in life, we would love to hear from you. And if you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe, subscribe to the podcast, we would appreciate that as well. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week.
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need, yeah, if you feel